Good morning on this Tuesday morning. I want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you've been following with us, we have been talking about the Feast of Pentecost, according to the New, Test- New Testament, or the Feast of Weeks uh, in the Old Testament. We left off yesterday talking about those 10 days in between the day of Pentecost and the day that Jesus ascended back up into heaven. Remember, the Feast of Pentecost is 50 days long, starting on the first day of unleavened bread and going for for seven weeks, which is 49 days, and the day after is always the day of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks. It, it completes 50 days. Well, when Jesus rose from the dead and he appeared unto his disciples, the scripture says he appeared unto them for 40 days. And he demonstrated infallible proofs. And then it also said that during those 40 days, he taught them about the kingdom. Now, the scripture doesn't say whether he was there day and night with them. It doesn't say if he would appear and then reappear. It doesn't say, but it just does say that he was with them for 40 days. And during that time, Jesus taught concerning the kingdom of God. Remember, already for three and a half years, he had already taught about the kingdom of God when he was on earth. And he had also mentioned to his disciples, there's a lot of things that I want to teach you. There's a lot of things that I want to show you, that I want to demonstrate to you. But you're not able to bear them right now. Of course, when Jesus uh, was with them on one occasion after having been raised from the dead... He did tell them, you know, receive ye the Holy Ghost, and he breathed upon them, basically on each one. Uh, But it's not until the day of Pentecost that they are literally baptized with the same baptism that Jesus had when he told them, you know, not many days forth, you shall be baptized uh, with the Holy Ghost, the promise of the Father. So yesterday we had considered the possibility of after Jesus left, that means there was 10 days between the time he left until the time that uh, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples there in the upper room, 120 of them that were gathered there. Now, you know, we can speculate on some things and all it is is just food for thought. But what is scripture, then we want to stick to what is scripture and allow that to sink into us. Now, the word 10 is very significant in the scripture. Whether it was 10 days and 10 nights that they were waiting, the scripture does say that God did say 10 times in the book of Genesis, and God said. The scripture does talk about the 10th. It talks about the Passover lamb was selected on the 10th day, and then, of course, it was sacrificed on the 14th day. The day of atonement falls on the 10th day. There was 10 plagues in Egypt. There was 10 commandments. So all of these things kind of come into play. To the exact significance, well, we may or may not know, but there is something there for us to consider. What was happening in heaven during those 10 days when Jesus was up there before the Holy Spirit came down upon the disciples and baptized them? And you have to also consider this. Remember, the Holy Spirit is sent for the purpose of 
another comforter, another, another one sent alongside exactly identical to the first. So that means that the Holy Spirit represents Jesus in every facet and in every manner. So the Holy Spirit here on earth is our intercessor. And the Holy Spirit intercesses or prays through the believer and helps us with our intercession. But the Bible also says that Jesus is our intercessor in heaven. So we have an intercessor here on earth and we have an intercessor up in heaven. We also have an advocate, a lawyer here on earth and we have a lawyer up in heaven. Jesus represents us as our lawyer, as our advocate in heaven. And the Holy Spirit represents us as our advocate here on earth. Now that's something to consider. What work is being done in heaven concerning your life and what work is being done here on earth concerning your life? What were the things of the kingdom of God that Jesus was exactly teaching them? Well, we may never know up until that time that we ask him when we see him. But until now, just consider some of the things that could have or might have taken place. Now, Jesus gathered his disciples before he ascended. And he taught them wherever or whenever they were gathered together. But there is a specific scripture in Matthew chapter 28 in verse 10. That when Jesus had rose from the dead and the women had gone to the grave... And they had seen Jesus. Jesus tells them this. Then said Jesus unto them, the women, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there they shall see me. Now important, Jesus specifies exactly where they are to go. And he specifies exactly what is going to take place. He tells them to go to Galilee. And he also tells them that they will see him there. Now that is important because when we go to the account that Paul has concerning of those that saw Jesus as witnesses of his resurrection after 40 days of seeing him alive... And after having either seen or heard him being crucified and buried, here all of a sudden for 40 days they have Jesus alive. Recognize him as Lord, as God, as Savior, as Messiah, and everything else. So it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 5. This is Paul talking. Of course, Paul was saying, you know, this has been the message, the the crucifixion of Jesus, his, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And then it goes on to say, And that he was seen. Remember, <clears throat> Jesus said, you will see me there. He was seen of Cephas and then the twelve. In verse 6, it says, And after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. What is Paul saying there? He is saying at some point within those 40 days that Jesus resurrected, these are the individuals that saw Jesus, including 
a massive group of about 500 people at once, at one time. They were all gathered together and they saw Jesus alive, resurrected from the dead. Peter had seen him. Then it says in verse 7, And after that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And then in verse 8 it says, And last of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Now it's important to understand here something that we do have to consider. <clears throat> and that is, before Jesus' death, before his crucifixion, before his burial, 12 of those apostles, then of course Judas committed suicide, so 11 left, had seen Jesus physically. They had eaten with him. They had gone through things with him. They had seen him perform and do and say and teach things concerning the kingdom like no other man had ever done. But then after his death, burial, and resurrection, now the resurrected Christ is no longer the Christ of the flesh. He now has a new body. And in that new body, all of these individuals are seeing him. But Paul never got to see Jesus in his physical body as far as we know. But yet he says, and last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. In other words, Paul was saying, when I was on the way to Damascus, Jesus appeared to me. But not in the flesh as we know it, like the apostles had known him before he was crucified. But he appeared to me as the resurrected Lord and Savior. And that is exactly how all these other individuals saw him. We have to consider that and keep that in mind. When Jesus appeared to the two men that were on the road to Emmaus, they couldn't recognize that it was Jesus. But when they saw him break the bread, and while Jesus had been teaching, their hearts did burn within them, so that they knew that there was something different. When Jesus appeared to the disciples when they were hiding in that one house, <clears throat> and he came basically right through the wall, you know, they were, they were afraid, they were scared. Thomas wasn't with them at that one point. But they had to accept what they were seeing. They had doubted that Jesus was alive when the women came and told them. But now, Jesus is before them. Thomas himself, who had not been there, says, I will not believe until I actually touch those holes. And when Thomas sees Jesus, he says, My Lord, my God. In other words, it is interesting that people that have seen Jesus in visions or in dreams, or he has actually appeared to them, they are seeing the resurrected Lord in Christ. That is the one of whom they are witnessing of. See, I cannot witness of the Christ that walked in the flesh because he wasn't there. I mean, I wasn't there. But I can testify of the Christ that is alive and in my heart and in my soul. And I know that he lives. 
I can testify of that. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit was going to do. He was going to enable them with the power of heaven above that they could be witnesses unto Jesus. And this is some of the things that Jesus had to say concerning the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 15, 16, and 17, If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, it's interesting that he says, keep my commandments, because the scripture says in the book of Acts that Jesus had commanded them through the Holy Spirit certain things. Then it says in verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another. That word another is exactly identical to me. I will give you another comforter, paraclete, one that stands by you, one that is a helper, one that is an intercessor, one that is an advocate. That's who he was sending. He was sending not someone to replace him as someone else, but to replace him exactly as who he was. And the Holy Spirit is capable of doing that because it was the Holy Spirit in Christ doing and accomplishing everything that the Father taught him. And he heard of the Father and that he said. And then it says that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the Spirit of truth whom the world and the world word their world that is used is the cosmos. This age cannot receive him because it sees him not. See, all of these individuals, these 500 and the apostles and the disciples and all these, they saw him. They actually saw him, but the world cannot see him and neither can the world ever know him. But you know him because he dwells in you and he shall be in you. And then in verse 18, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will not leave you as orphans. That is a powerful statement. In verse 14 of John chapter, I mean, John chapter 14, verse 25. These things I have spoken unto you. Being yet present with you. In other words, he hasn't gone to the cross yet. But in verse 26 of John 14, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And when the Comforter is come, John 15, 26, of whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. Verse 27, And you also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. What wonderful, exciting news. Keep looking up. Our Savior is coming. In the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of that trumpet, one day we will leave this planet and have bodies that have been bought for us exactly like Jesus. Until then, consider all this food for thought and for the imagination in Jesus' name. Amen.